Hello, folks, and welcome to The Bend. I am your host, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. Today's show, we're spotlighting youth in the field. We have a veteran outdoors expert, Steve Schuster. He is here with us all. We have the latest outdoor news. And are you hunting the backcountry? As a bonus, we have professional guide outfitter Travis Teal here with tips on how to pack out your deer, elk, meat, Big show, everyone. Remember, folks, we love hearing from all of you. Comments, stories, ideas. Get a hold of me anytime. Call or text 305-900-BEND. That is 305-900-2363. Or drop me an email at bendradioshow at gmail.com. Joining today is my producer and sound engineer, Jeff Tigger Earhart. I have a question for you, dear. Let's hear it. Your number. Do again, I want to hear it? You don't want to. Your number. <laughs> give the number again. Your studio number that goes to your because you've got a studio set up. We actually have two of them. What's the number? Three zero five nine hundred twenty three sixty three. Why is it a three zero five area code? A, a shout out to all my friends in Florida and all of our listeners. But why do we have a three zero five area code? Our studio is not in Florida. Oh, do you want me to be honest about it? It's because, is it because to put the bend together? Yes, I wanted the oh. digits to spell out bend, B-E-N-D. Oh. Wow. After there you go. Long, now I you have, have it. <laughs> I think, you know what? I think he's trying to distract us from what I was going to ask him was, what? honey, I know you're not ready for winter. Well, you are. You're a prepper. But have you gotten the kayaks put away the right way? You know, all of that gear. Well, I got from- them put away, but what's the? <laughs> I mean, what's the right way? This is a. I wish you would bring this stuff up. Uh, not on well, air. Not on air because <laughs> obviously I didn't put them away the right way. So, <laughs> what is considered? Everyone the right else way? at home is looking at their other half, going, "Oh my gosh, is there a right way?" And so then it's always right the way? argument of whose is the right way. So is there <laughs> is there a right way to? Put away our activities from summer, fall, and get ready for winter. Well, I'm talking well, about hanging the kayaks. Okay. I mean, just that in and well, of itself. Well, I guess to me, when oh, I think of, I'm thinking of the kayaks, hopefully you've Hold sprayed on, them down, <laughs> gotten the power washer out before you winterized the power washer. You took the time and quick washed down the kayaks, maybe power washed, washed off the life jackets, let yes. them dry fully, yes. I did. and now I did hung them that. up. And yes, we hang up our kayaks to kind of get them off the is, ground. Is that the proper way? to is is that what you're supposed to do with kayaks is that what people recommend um, we're kind of new to this kayak oh, okay now it, you're bringing up actually a great question it's probably a good thing to. we did mention my phone number again because i would love everyone to weigh in on how how do you store your kayak i think a lot of people do that we've seen some neat inventions of hoisting them up but i think mm-hmm. it's just a matter of space that you could back you know hang them up up towards the ceiling and back the truck up or something underneath there the you shot. go there you go yes it's a matter of utilizing your space to the the max right. we'll put it that way right. all right so if you have ideas or know how the proper way is to store these or if it doesn't matter just shoot us a line let us know Today, we're heading to the field and spotlighting our youth that are knocking it out of the park. First is Macy Barrett from Montana. Macy took down a healthy doe on her first year with a rifle hunt, and she shared this hunt with her dad, Shane. Now, let me tell you this. They tried really hard to put the sneak on a couple of bucks. They got skunked, but that did not stop Macy from filling her youth tag. She hung in there, and Macy... Congrats on the dough and way to make your mom, Rochelle, proud too. By the way, I heard you're going to be making a lot of jerky. So if you have any of that jerky left, I know exactly where you can ship some. 
Congrats. Way to go, Maisie. Next, we're bringing it a little closer home to the Dakotas and bragging on one of my own. My nephew, Blue Warner, had a youth rifle tag to fill, and that he did. Tigger's here giggling you're to himself. Being a, you're being a little bit prejudiced. But <laughs> I okay. am. I am. It's my show. Anyway, <laughs> he learned quickly what it's like for some of us when his 270 wasn't shooting straight. And when he was sighting it in, and then he had to deal with Tigger, same thing as Tigger and I have to deal with and everyone else, an ammo shortage. Mm. He ended up running out of bullets. So luckily my brother had his back and borrowed him his 300 Ultra Mag. That's kind of a big rifle for a 14-year-old, I got to say. It worked. Anyway, his hunt was a family affair as well. Blue, along with his dad, Adam, and little brother, Hank, hunted the ranch and found a dandy of a muley. And Blue did a successful sneak, harvesting a beautiful, heavy 5x5 muley buck. Again, congrats to both Macy Barrett and Blue Warner on filling their youth rifle tags. Why don't you make a neat little collage or something like you do and... Put those on your Facebook page. Great idea. I will. Check I our Facebook page, The Bend Show. Yes, and I will post I pictures of both Barrett blue and Blue. sent me a picture. All right, everyone. As always, I challenge you on your next adventure, or if you hear of something spotlight worthy, to send us those pics, the info, and tag at The Bend Show on social media. You just might be our next spotlight shout out or even as a guest on this show. Sit back and enjoy the news. Heading northwest to Indiana, Dustin Hoff of Greensburg, Indiana, had been hunting hard but was not seeing any shooter bucks. So Huff decided to try something new. He grabbed his crossbow and a climbing stand, walked to an oak flat that he had never hunted before, picked a tree, climbed up, and harvested one of the biggest typical whitetails ever taken by anyone. The massive 12-point buck green grossed at 213 and an eighth inches Boone and Crockett and netted 208 and a half inches. If these numbers hold up after the required 60-day drying period and inevitable Boone and Crockett panel score, Huff's buck will be the new Indiana State typical whitetail record, toppling a 200-inch buck that was picked up in the 1900s, over 121 years ago, that is, the new world record crossbow typical whitetail, an Ohio buck taken in 2004 was the current record keeper, and possibly may become the new all-time number two Boone and Crockett, typical whitetail, second only to Milo Hansen's famous 213 and 5 eighths inch world record. Regardless where this buck lands on the scale, congrats to you, Dustin Huff. Tigger, toss on your headset. You're going to probably want to comment on I'm this gonna one. I'm going to want to comment regardless. <laughs> you know that I've got Heading west to California, here is something you don't see every day. A fish that normally lives so deep in the ocean that scientists know relatively little about. And get this. It washed up on a beach, still alive. So you're talking about one of these fish that is that's really deep Dark, down, deep where depths of the ocean, transparent skin, all where well, there's no light. Let's let, here, here we go. The fish was a long-nosed lancet fish, which are known to inhabit depths up to six thousand feet below the surface. Davies Locker Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, based out of Newport Beach, California recorded the rare encounter and posted it on their Facebook page. And since then, yes, this video has gone viral. The video shows the strange-looking fish flopping around on the sand of the Laguna Beach and opening and closing its distinctive toothy mouth. Dave Lockers, who recorded the event, had this comment when referring to the cold, dark depths that this fish typically inhabits. It's a creature from the twilight zone. I'm looking at it right now. I'm on me telly. I'm looking at it. Right? With gaping 
fanged jaws, enormous eyes, a sailfin in a long, slithery body. Lancet fish look like they swam right out of prehistoric times. Though the fish itself is not rare, since long-nosed lancet fish inhabit all of the planet's oceans, he went on to say it is extremely rare to see one of these fish alive, and especially along a beach in Southern California. Now, Beck, I got to be honest. If if we were fishing in Southern California, <laughs> which all of our <laughs> listeners out there, we'd be uh, we would not be opposed to coming out and joining you. By the way, if you saw this, I'd be you, scared. You would do something involuntary and messy. <laughs> That's all that I'm got to say because I'm looking at this right now. I don't think it would just be me that would be doing something involuntary. Let's put it that I, way. I, yeah, I, I'd be right there with. You. <laughs> well, folks, I did do a little more looking into this for y'all, and this is what I came up with. Lancet fish can reach lengths of over seven feet long. Can you imagine pulling in something seven feet long? And you said they're kind of, they are kind of a slithery looking creature. Yes. You couldn't handle it, dear. (laughs) Now, the fish are commonly caught as bycatch by the long line commercial fishermen. The lancet fish occupy a wide variety of depths ranging from 330 feet down deeper to those 6,000 feet depths. So as commercial fishermen and scientists have learned from these fish, they tend to make a meal out of whatever crossed their paths. And due to the depths of the ocean that they're found in, we're talking 6,000 feet again, they have been able to find new species of fish, squid, and octopus in their stomachs. So if you think about it like this, these fish give us a rare glimpse into almost like the twilight zone of the ocean. I think it's really neat when they say that there's new species of of fish and squid and octopus because they've only we only know a little a little depth of our ocean. See, I did that, man. See, I did that in there. That well you. played, well played. Absolutely, absolutely. So this is another one of those stories that crosses the news table. And where do you find these, by the way? Everybody makes comments about where do you find this stuff. Well, you know, I keep my eyes open and Don't my ears. Give out your secrets. All right, everybody. Stay where you are. We have more of this great show, lots of topics, when we come back. Howdy, this is Sean McCoy with Mickey's Mustard. I want to simply say thank you, everyone, for ordering and supporting our family-owned business. If you haven't ordered any yet, give it a try. Mickey'sMustard.com, M-I-C-K-E-Y-S, Mustard.com. More than just a mustard, made in Texas and fat-free to boot. Mickey's Mustard. Thanks, y'all. Hey, thanks for calling in, Sean. Crew, it's really good. Looking for a guided turkey, (laughs) white-tailed deer, bow, or rifle hunt. Fully guided yet this fall? Yes. Look no further. Let Steve, Rob, and the fine folks from Wablo Creek Outfitters make your hunt happen. Yes! Located in southwest Missouri, Wablo Creek Outfitters offers turkey and deer hunts designed for tree stand and ground blind hunting for both bow and rifle seasons. All-inclusive packages include comfortable bunkhouse-style accommodations, farm fresh meals, and an experience that leaves you feeling like family. Yes. Now don't wait. A few spots for the fall 2021 remain and now booking for 2022 spring and fall hunts. Visit Wablo, spelled a little bit differently, that's W-E-A-U-B-L-E-A-U, WabloCreekOutfitters.com, or find us on Facebook at Wablo Creek Outfitters. Book your next adventure today. Wablo Creek Outfitters, W-E-A-U-B-L-E-A-U. 
welcome back, folks. A topic that crosses my mind often regarding the outdoors is not just stewardship, for example, with the land, but also mentorship to others. My guest today, Steve Schuster, has spent nearly 40 years in the outdoor industry working with companies like W.L. Gore & Associates, the owners of brands such as Gore-Tex and Sitka, where he helped launch these brands and we have all come to know and trust, as well as Steve became a go-to outdoors expert. Today, Steve is still keeping the outdoors at the forefront in his retirement as he has started Schuster Outdoors, is a motivational speaker, and is in the process of writing a book regarding fundamentals of packing for backcountry trips. And that's not all. He just recently returned, too, from a successful New Mexico archery hunt. Steve, appreciate you being on the show. Let's dig a little bit deeper into the mentor side of it. Not so much with the gear and all that, but first off, let's talk about the mentorship. Uh, If you're like myself, you know how we said how important it is to share these experiences with others. But I know for us, sometimes it's hard to ask for help. You're wanting to try a new area. You want to take up duck hunting. You want to take up pheasant, upland, something like that. Sometimes it's hard to first say, hey, I need help. But from a mentor standpoint, have you found any tricks that might help some of us other seasoned hunters so that we're maybe a little bit more approachable for that person that's wanting to get out there and give it a try and make it much more of a welcoming experience? I think the word intimidation comes to mind. We have to all be careful when we talk about the latest gear and the latest technology. And, you know, I've been doing it for over whatever it is, 10, 20, 30 years, that to someone that you're communicating with is very intimidating. So, so what I have found to be really important is the ability to invite these individuals to participate in an activity. And one, one thing that, that has worked that we've been very successful in is we started a youth archery uh, all day opportunity to participate from ages like eight to 18, you know, with targets and, and shoot a bow and, and hear some stories. So I think the first thing is you, you got to be in the community and you, you got to try to connect with those in the community and not necessarily got to be careful not to intimidate them and invite them to participate. Number one, number two, I've used this this cabin that we have in Western Pennsylvania, uh, and now we have elk near the cabin in, in Pennsylvania, which is just something that I've always dreamed of. And when you invite, not necessarily do you need to invite them, which I do, to come hunting, because as you said, they've never experienced that. So I have just been inviting them to this camp or cabin. You know, we can we can fish, we can hike. We can actually look for sheds and they're like, well, what's that like? I said, just let's come. (laughs) And I can tell you, honestly, the reason I'm writing this book is I just invited this friend who said I never would have ever imagined what it was like to hunt in Pennsylvania in the mountains. And he's the one that inspired me to say, hey, Steve, you got to capture this story. You got to tell others about this story because, you know, I would never have ever participated at, at without seeing and experiencing it. So can't intimidate. And I would just say, invite and be on their level. And if they just want to start talking about it with you, that's fine. But engage. 
I love it. That is, you know, you, you hit on some very big areas right there. I feel personally, when I look at the landscape ahead for those that have now been thrown out to the outdoors, I mean, the outdoors have always been there, but due to the pandemic and COVID and even recent politics to what may, we aren't going to go down that road. Uh, People now are going out into the back country, going into areas they've never gone before and trying to really have a hard time knowing where they can find the right trustworthy information so that they have a good experience. Because I think all of us, no matter what, at the end of the day, we don't wish anybody bad. We want them to have a good experience and it can be anything from hiking or camping. It's not necessarily we're talking just hunting here today. We're talking anything that gets you out of maybe your normal routine and allows you to find another piece, find another sanctuary, you might say that guess what could be less expensive than you realized. We don't need all the fancy gear and all that just to get back to nature. Well said. While I was in New Mexico, we backpacked in 15 miles. So we were, we were about 10,000 feet. And it's almost as if you could just touch the stars and, and just the quiet, you know, we're, we're so caught up in, in, in technology and, and, and time. And I just, I just laid back and watched the stars and I was just in a different place. And in this last weekend, I was up at my cabin in Western Pennsylvania and I was on this ridge and I got some amazing pictures because of the fall leaves changing. And I, I just sat there and I said, you've stopped time because you get to experience it without all this clutter. And yeah, it's been really hard, you know, with COVID, pre-COVID, now where we are, I just say, you gotta take time. And that's what it is for me. I get recharged, rejuvenated. But when you see stars and shooting stars, it, it's just, uh, it's indescribable. The peace that comes upon you and we need that. We also though need the community. And that's the other important thing. Now, community, we have to be smart about it, but community. So one of the things that I try to do when I, when I speak at a, at a game dinner outdoor uh, show is let everyone know how giving the, the outdoor, and I'm, again, I'm being inclusive. So outdoor fishing, camping, hunting, community really is. Um, I've been just blessed to be part of it and to pay it forward because that's what my grandfather did and that's what my father did. Great thoughts, Steve. Thank you for being on the show. Be sure to check out SchusterOutdoors.com. Again, that is Schuster, S-H-U-S-T-E-R, SchusterOutdoors.com. Stay where you are, folks. We make our final bend right after this. You've had that hunting or fishing adventure of a lifetime. Now preserve that memory with an actual piece of art. For over 20 years, Schneider Taxidermy in Helena, Montana has provided superior service and a commitment for excellence to customers all across the United States. Schneider Taxidermy believes in only delivering the highest caliber of quality, matched with courteous and professional service. Whether a custom-designed piece or a shoulder mount, Schneider Taxidermy is award-winning and known for their exceptional turnaround. Skilled in all aspects of taxidermy, they have the knowledge and the experience. Having seen everything from North American to African exotics, from king salmon to bighorn sheep to elk, red stags, black bucks, mountain lions, and grizzlies, visit schneidertaxidermy.com to view their award-winning works of art and start making that once-in-a-lifetime memory truly a work of art. 
where the customer is always first at Schneider Taxidermy. Hey guys and gals, this is John Arman with Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV. Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV travels the back roads to the backwaters in pursuit of the ultimate adventure in hunting and fishing. Join Team UOA every week for exciting action in the crosshairs of the outdoors. Catch Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV on YouTube, Amazon Prime, and make sure to follow Team UOA on Facebook and Instagram to share in the ultimate outdoor adventure. In the crosshairs today, Bend Field Staffer, outfitter and host of the YouTube channel Buckstorm, Travis Teal is back. Travis is here going, where is she going with this one? Well, I was thinking about being that you do so much of your guiding and outfitting. What are some tricks to packing out that animal, getting that body temperature cool? You've now taken the big one, but now you've got a four or five mile or more jaunt back to base camp. What kind of tricks and could you share with us? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, great thing to bring up. Depending on where you're at, a lot of it depends on your physical ability to know your limits. Cause I've too many people try to like load so much on one pack that it's dangerous. And there's no reason for that. If you need to make two trips, if you need to make three trips, just go light. Uh, but cooling off the meat's a huge one. And I see a lot of people that don't do that and they don't do it right. And they end up spoiling parts of their meat, especially like if you're just quartering out an animal, for example, one quick tip I'd give, if you're leaving the quarters whole and not deboning it is you always, always, always want to open up the meat to the femur. It doesn't need to be pretty. Just make a cut and expose that femur. And you'll notice when you cut that open, that the body temperature in there is hotter than anywhere else on that animal. Well, what happens if you don't do that is you can get some sour meat around that bone because essentially it's cooking that meat right around the bone when it's sitting there. So in the event that it doesn't get trimmed properly and some of that gets in with your meat, it can kind of sour up your meat a little bit. So that's one thing that's huge. And a lot of times we will actually just debone it because it's easier to get weight distribution on your pack that way. When you do that, it's not as big a deal. But one, one tip that we do, we like to do is we'll take a tarp with just a small tarp fold it up, roll it up, leave it in your pack. And when you're deboning that animal, each individual chunk of meat that you take off that animal, just spread it out on that tarp in the shade. Even if it's hot out, just get it in the shade before you just stuff it straight into a game bag so it can cool off on its own. If you're dealing with flies, it's a little different because then you want to try to get it covered up in a game bag as quick as possible. But then when you get, get back to your vehicle or get back to camp, then it's a good idea to take it out and spread it out and let it cool because it cools fast with all those individual chunks of meat. So a couple little things that we do that might help people out, I would say. So, yeah. Great answer. Perfect. And, and you know, I hadn't even thought about, as you said, cutting it down to the femur. Those are some great or quick tips. I think that all of us overlook at times, no matter how many times we have or haven't done this. I know I'm a little bit more familiar with packing out on a horse versus walking it out. I know you might be shaking your head going, lucky lucky girl no that's that's just <laughs> smart that's just smart that's... Oh, i'm not getting any any younger folks that's why i'm trying to get smarter here <laughs> yep if you have the ability to use horses do it because we're not going to stay young forever if we keep carrying 200 pound packs out of the woods <laughs> either that or i'm gonna have to keep uh keep uh you know snarling in my nephews and everyone else i can 
get to help yep. me out. Oh yeah, we do the same. If if you have help available, use it. <laughs> Thanks again, Travis, for helping out. Always love chatting with him. We never know where our conversations are headed. Folks, be sure to subscribe to Buckstorm on YouTube. Catch all of their latest hunts as well as follow them on social media at A with the circle Buckstorm. If you have a topic we should investigate or have a tale of your own to share, send it this way. Call text 305-900-BEND, that is 305-900-2363, or shoot me an email at bendradioshow at gmail.com. Social media, we are everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, follow us all week long at, that's A with the circle, The Bend Show. Sometimes I wish we didn't have to be everywhere on social media. <laughs> Drives us crazy. Can we just go hunting and fishing and be happy with it? All right. A huge thank you to everyone who came around the bend. Producer and sound engineer, Jeff Tigger Earhart. Our guest, Steve Schuster. And guide outfitter, Travis Teal, on his pro tips for the field. Remember, you can keep up with Travis's hunts by subscribing on YouTube to his show, Buckstorm. As always, if you have a field update from fishing to hunting to hiking or camping, call the hotline. Again, that's 305-900-BEND. We want to hear what you are seeing out there. Congrats again to Macy Barrett and Blue Warner on filling their youth rifle tags. As well, people, if you hear of something cool, you know of something, send it this way. We want to hear what those kids are doing out in the field as well. Missed this episode? Find all of our shows on the website, thebendshow.com or subscribe on your podcast apps, your favorite places to listen to podcasts. We are there as well. Be sure to search The Bend by Rebecca Warner. Thank you to our partners, Schneider Taxidermy, Mickey's Mustard, Downtown Threads, Oklahoma, Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV, Wobble Creek Outfitters, Salt Fork Designs, Ranch House Coffee, RFD TV, and the Cowboy Channel. Finally, a big thanks to all of you listeners out there that came along. Keep up with me, Beck, all week long by following The Bend again on Facebook and on Instagram at The Bend Show. This is Rebecca Warner, and remember to catch Beck if you can next week on The Bend. The Bend.